Welcome to Free Lives Weekend Watchlist. The third and final bye week is arrived, and with just six games to choose from, everyone is an absolute humdinger, except for one. And we'll let you guess which one. The weekend gets started nice and early today. Thursday night football, Nikki G's favourite, Richmond versus Carlton. It's like the season's starting fresh all over again. Thursday night football, old foes under the MCG lights. Then we see St Kilda. Can they bounce back against the Bombers? Poor Adelaide and Western Bulldogs try to keep their funnels campaign alive. And uh, the Suns will be taking on the Crows on Sunday. But will it be their day? Will they get the four points? Will Stewie Jew play in his first funnels campaign? It's an important round of football. We're at the turning point of the season. And with me to work out what you need to keep your eye on, what to watch out for. And uh, what to put in your super coach team is everyone's favourite footy live analyst, the superstar himself, Nicky G. How are you doing this fine Thursday afternoon? Yeah, not too bad. Again, Thursday night footy. Uh, it's uh, once again good to have it back and just gives us something to look forward to tonight. And like you said, Richmond Carlton, mate. Um, it's like we're starting all over again and Richmond will, I guess, um, that will be their mentality, obviously, to make amends for round one after they uh, lost their record against the Blues. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Big game. Bit of a rivalry round as well. Very big game. Very, very, very big game. And as you mentioned there, looking to make amends for their blip on their dominance against the Blues. Our first must-watch game is Richmond versus Carlton. They held now an 11-1 and record, the one being the defeat by 25 points in round one to the, to the usurgent Blues. And... Uh, now, those Blues look legit. They look like they could be on the cusp of a top four finish. But are we buying into the young Blues? Are we buying into Cripps on his 150th? Or do we just think that Richmond is now flying under the radar where they like to be this time of year? It's winter. The Tiger is in hibernation. But come finals time, they'll be there, ready and firing. Do they need to pop their head out and claim a strike and get a scalp against the Blues tonight? Or... Will it be the Blues who celebrate in front of Crips? I reckon. I reckon Richmond uh, should be going into uh, going in as favourites into this one. To be honest, they get uh, they'll obviously have Tom Lynch back in the side and um, Carlton losing Marchbank during the week. They lost Weeder in a couple of weeks ago. They're a little bit undermanned in defence. So, um, and obviously the last month has been pretty good for the Tigers as well. And I feel like they've got more on the line. Um, obviously with Collingwood. Sneaking into the top eight um, and being probably Richmond's biggest competition for that top eight spot, Richmond can't really afford to lose many games um, from here on in if they want to be playing finals. So, um, and like we said, they would want to make make amends for their round one blip against uh, Carlton. So, I think they'll have a point to prove. They'll have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they've got the advantage in the forward line. Um, so, yeah, I reckon uh, I'll probably be back in the Tigers in this one, to be honest. There you go. Back in the Tigers against a blue side that without the buyers to contend with, they could take top spot on the AFL Premiership ladder. And imagine Ralph the Roof then. He'll be dead. He'll be smashed to Ooh. smithereens, the Roof, if that did happen. So, But you're not backing it. You're believing that the, the Richmond is warming up. Do you, do you think that the Blues can pull one out, though, for the milestone game? Will they play with extra vigour, or is it just a matter of personnel wins in the day and we don't care too much about the uh, fairy tale storylines? Mm. No, absolutely they can. Obviously, Carlton um, haven't really put 
um, foot wrong this season, really. So they've been playing quality football, I think, on paper. Um, and, you know, as far as this season goes, they're probably, a, it's fair to say, they're a better side than Richmond. So, you know, um, if, if, if they get their game going, if they dominate the midfield where they're so strong in, then yes, I, I do think um, they're, you know, more than capable of winning. But obviously without the Ruckman going up against Dan Curvis, um, it will be hard to get that midfield game going. So it's just, it's all going to lie on um, the midfielders and uh, that pressure that Carlton can create around the footy. Um, and if, if they can get that on their side, then absolutely they, they can win this game. And if they get it into their two big forwards... They're more than capable of uh, causing plenty of damage. Mm. And as you said there, about the midfield, also about their ball use under pressure, though. So they have been a team that's been known to just bomb it forward. They're a bit Melbourne light for mine back, you know, Melbourne four years ago when they win the midfield contest but then just bomb it into their forward mm. line and cause turnovers. Richmond's back to that. Richmond of old where they love the intercept possessions. They love their metres gains, slingshotting from back half, very Hawthorne-style football at the moment as well. And that will suit Richmond now that they've got their game plan. They've got a pretty good bill of health. Mine is uh, a Dusty who's come down with the sniffles. And, um, yeah, I think I'm leaning towards you as well. As much as, you know, Carlton could finish the, the you know top of the ladder at the end of this round, Richmond could also be pretty close to the top four as well. So that's how tight this is this year. And uh, yeah, I think push comes to shove. I'm going. I'm going for Richmond, and they've been flying under the radar this year as well. The last uh, seven games, they've covered the line on as well. So they've definitely mm. stacked up against the form against all comers. So uh, I think that's a pretty safe and sturdy tip. Another tricky one. Another must watch. Port Adelaide versus Sydney. And as we said at the start of the year, Port Adelaide was dead. Zero and five. Ken Hinckley came out and said, "Don't worry, we'll get back to parity." They're six and six now. They're battling to keep their season alive, whereas uh, Sydney keeps doing it hard. They keep getting wins, absolutely. They keep being an absolutely competitive side, a side that deserves their place in the top eight. But are they a premiership contender? Are they a top four side? Is this an easy scalp for Sydney? Because my gut says that this is a hard to pick game. Oh, it's it's fifty fifty. you know, it doesn't get much more fifty fifty than this. Um, the the fact that Port Adelaide are playing at home obviously gives them the upper hand. But the news today that Travis Boak is going to be out, I think Robbie Gray is going to be out, that puts, uh, for me, that puts um, Sydney uh, on the upper on the upper hand. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough game, obviously for the Swans. But I, I do think they travel well. We saw what they did to Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. And as for Port, I, I don't know. I still don't think we've seen a lot of their good, uh, best footy that, that they obviously showed last season and uh, before that. So, um, and I reckon they're one uh, punch away from receiving the knockout blow. So, um, obviously, a lot on the line in this game. Uh, they can also uh, bridge that gap from the Swans, bring it to within two games. But if Port lose this, Gordo. Um, yeah, it, it, it's season over. They'll be three games behind Collingwood. They'll be four games behind Sydney. And I don't think they'll be able to make that up in what's uh, what will be uh, nine, eight or nine games left. So it'll be too much. So plenty to play for. And um, 
I'm liking the Swans' chances, though. I just think they'll be too strong in that midfield, obviously, without Travis Boak there. Mm. Yeah, Travis Boak, a massive out. And the game styles here are quite interesting as well. We saw last week that Richmond came out of the blocks quite hard against Port. Port came back late. Uh, Sydney does about the same thing, to be honest. They're not terribly um, competitive in the first half. They play a bit of rope-a-dope, and they kind of absorb the pressure on the other side, and then they dominate in the back half. Mm. Uh, only Melbourne has won more second-half quarters this season than, than Sydney. And so, um, yeah, it'd be interesting because I think they're two very similar styles of football teams. They play very uh, tight games historically, and uh, Port has had the wood over Sydney in the last couple of years as well. So, But I do, I do agree... Missing Bogue, and it just doesn't mm. seem to be their year, Paul. They're not playing with their flair. They've lost that kind of potential to win a game in a quarter, whereas I think Sydney still has that ability we've seen to never really be out of a game and can turn on and does have many scoring options. And to top it all off, Buddy loves playing against Port um, and he kicks, he kicks bags against <laughs> the, uh, the Port Adwegian. Ad- so um, look out for that as well. But I think I'm agreeing here too, Swans, which is dangerous because once we're in agreement, we know that these tips are going to be bad, but that's okay. We'll stick with our guts. Upset alert could also be a 50-50 pick. Should be a must-watch because when these two teams play against each other, it is a humdinger. The Giants versus the Western Bulldogs. And yes, neither of these two teams are living up to expectations. The Giants in particular have had an absolutely shocking season. They've got the caretaker in. Uh, but the Bulldogs under the cloche as well with some off-field dramas. That being said, though, mm. everyone's re-signing. Everyone's re-signed this week for multiple years. It's about being 20 years' worth of football signatures signed off there. <laughs> so um, maybe it is all happy days at the Bulldogs. Do you see the Giants causing an upset, or are we reading too much into wins against the West uh, West Coast Eagles and the mm. North Melbourne Kangaroos? No, I think they're capable uh, for a couple of uh, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, like you mentioned, it's it's a rival game. It's probably the Giants' biggest rival. It has to be said. Um, and yeah, there, there's always, um, a lot of fire in this game, especially when Toby Green's around. So, um, yeah, I, I think that the Giants will mentally prepare for this. They'll, they'll be prepared for a fiery physical contest and I expect them to bring their A game. That's what you'd expect when, you know, there, there is, um, a lot of tension going into it. So uh, I think the Giants will be in it and yeah, they're more than capable of causing an upset. The Bulldogs obviously, haven't produced their best footy this year. And the Giants, uh, I think their their confidence will be pretty high after what they did to um, North last week, uh, even though it is not just North. Um, still got to win, and you still got to win well. And the Giants played some uh, pretty attractive footy. And, yeah, they'll take that confidence into this week, back at home. Um, yeah, against the against an opposition they, they always want to play well against. So... Um, yeah, it's definitely an upset alert. Um, and I'll probably, you know what, I'll probably be back in the Giants into win this week. I haven't seen enough from the Bulldogs this year to suggest they are capable of winning games on the road and, I don't know, playing good enough footy for long enough. Uh, much like the Giants, they haven't really beaten, um, many good sides this season. And I don't know, I think it'd be brave to back them in here. There you go. I'm definitely leaning the other way. Historically speaking, the dogs love a road trip. They love getting in the bus with the boys. They've won 12 of their last 16 interstate matches. 
And uh, they also love to bounce back after a loss. So they've covered the line in each of their last four matches following a loss. So, yes, they've been up and down. Yes, they've been yo-yoing, but they love to bounce back after a loss. And I think there's a bit of good news needed, and they're a very emotional side. I've always said this about Luke Beveridge's troops, and Luke Beveridge himself as a coach, very emotionally based, hence the yo-yos, hence the dips and troughs in a season. But I think after being in the press all week, he'll want one to come back. You know, let's do it for Bailey. Let's prove the haters wrong. All that kind of mentality. So I'll be tipping the doggies, but I think we'll have another fiery, hotly contested game, which would be very exciting for our cold weekend ahead. And then someone, like, I think we call these tipping cop winners, but sometimes I think we need to refer to these as don't overthink it tips. Because sometimes it's historical, sometimes it's, you know, just the vibe, but you can overthink it, you get yourself in trouble. The first one, St Kilda versus Essendon. We know that Essendon is is just not very good this year. They played against Carlton the weekend. They got they got done fairly convincingly. But um, but St Kilda also didn't play terribly well against Brisbane. Had terrible luck with injuries. It looks like they're, they're just coming to a bit of a halt. And so you know, Essendon last year off the back of two losses, they thumped St Kilda by seventy five points. Does the same thing happen again? We've seen St Kilda come off the back of an away game, travel, fatigue, injuries. They're primed for the taking. Can this bomber side snag one against the Saints? Uh, how do I put this kindly? Absolutely not. I think I think St Kilda will win this and win this comfortably. Um, Essendon, I thought last week, Gordo, all that pre-game stuff kind of just went to waste for me. Yeah, it was good to see, but um, it didn't really mean anything when you go out and only convert uh, five goals in a, in a half a footy and then... In the second half, only two to follow up. So all that pre-game stuff, all the pulling of the jumper and all that emotion, it, there was none on the field when it really mattered. So, um, yeah, if, if, the, if the Essendon side aren't going to get up for a game like that against the rival, um, then I definitely don't see it happening this week against a top-four contender in St Kilda. And the Saints have weapons that can really hurt the Bombers, and one of them being Max King. Uh, we've seen how poor um, Essendon's defence has been this season. Uh, they don't like going up against the key forward, and yeah, I reckon, you know, if King's got his kicking boots on, he could be in for a big bag, and yeah, I'd probably be back in the Saints in here by about 8-10 to 10 goals. We'll be back after a quick break. Big, big win. And uh, unfortunately, I think I have to agree with you. There's not much there. I think last week was the week. I think, you know, your 150th anniversary, Bombers can snag one against a heavily undermanned Carlton side. They didn't do it. They didn't even get anywhere near close. And, um, yeah, this Saints side does need to bounce back. 
and they're a sniff now. They're a proper sniff at the top four, but they need to keep winning games to keep in touch. Yeah. Um, and this week, you know, with Carlton, we have already suggested they're going to lose to Richmond. Geelong will absolutely thump it at home. We're not going to talk about that game, but this is the game that St Kilda needs to win if they prove themselves to be a top-tier team, not a, not a mid-tier team. So it's a sensible mm-hmm. tip. And uh, thank you for talking me out of any other options there. And then our final game we're going to review this week is Gold Coast versus Adelaide. Not exactly a headline billing, but the only game available on Sunday. So it is what it is when it comes to the buy rounds. A twilight affair at Metricon uh, of all places, of all times, of all time slots, but that's okay. Um, And Gold Coast is a sniff. Gold Coast is a sniff of making the funnels. They're in a head-to-head battle with the Doggies in Richmond. They're all playing this weekend, obviously. And they're playing against an Adelaide side that I think, you know, traditionally we see this matchup, it's like, oh, that's the proper 50-50. But based on this year's Gold Coast, surely this one you tip and forget because they won't let us down now. Mm. We've come to the halfway point. They will not do what Gold Coast always does and not win a game after the bye. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, obviously, history's not on their side here, the Suns, but if they are a genuine sniff for the top eight and if they are to make finals, these are the games they need to win. And especially this one against Adelaide because there are some tough games coming up for the Suns uh, in the weeks following, uh, including Port Adelaide, Collingwood, Richmond. So they need to get this one in the bag. They need to bank the four points and just keep them in the hunt um, and keep their hopes up for a um, for yeah for for a shot at finals because if they do lose this if they do slip up um, it could be hard for them to bounce back mentally and um, yeah I, I don't see any reason for them not to win either they they are a good side um, they've got um, star star quality in you know each line on the field so. You know, if if they get their game going, obviously home ground advantage as well um, work, works in their favour at Metricon. Obviously, those slippery conditions. Um, yeah, I, I can't really see them losing. I can't see Adelaide causing too much trouble, unless um, Adelaide they they have um, performed okay this season in those slippery conditions. Um, and on you know, on the days where it's been raining, um, for example, that game against Bulldogs at Mars Stadium. So if the you know if the crows you know do do struggle in the dry weather they can uh, find a way to shut the suns down if um, yeah if the conditions prove too tough so I'll probably be backing in the backing in the suns here but you can never really write off Adelaide and there always seems to be an upset um, on every weekend so uh, maybe this could be it but we'll see. Mm. I'm guessing the upset won't be a West Coast events against Geelong at uh, Cadena Park. So, uh, so. you know, that one's pretty safe there. So, yeah, this could be the upset game. But also I think Gold Coast has too many styles that they can do. They can lock it in and play, as you you said, they like that wet weather footy where you can just lock it in a forward 50, make it a low-scoring affair, but win the the ground and possession dominance. Or they can score in a hurry too because they have lots of talented scorers and, and midfielders and, and defenders that like to rebound as well. So they can play flashy attacking. They can play some, mm. you know, tight and defensive and structured. They're, they're looking to build upon that foundation and finally become a final side, and that would involve beating Adelaide at home. It should be an obvious one, and I think you've made the case there for the Suns. Speaking of making a case, my super coach team is an absolute basket case, and uh, I think I'm out of finals contention, unfortunately, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, lots of our listeners won't be. 
And so how do you get them through the last of these dreaded buy rounds, Nikki G? I think everyone's team is slowly turning into a basket case, Gordo, because Max Gorn, another um, uh, another greatly owned player uh, throughout uh, the Supercoach community, goes down, he's injured. Another Ruckman, bloody hell, I've never changed so many Ruckman uh, in one season. So he's gone for the next three to five weeks. You can't afford to keep him, unfortunately. So the players that you need to bring in, you just got to go for the best. You can't take any more risks. Um, if you want to make finals, you just got to go for it. And the two best are Jared Witts and Tim English. So take your pick. If you don't have one, go for the other um, and just get the best ruck duo um, into your side um, for these closing rounds before finals. So um, for me, I'm leaning towards Tim English. There we go. Now, we will warn viewers and uh, listeners that this has been the kiss of death occasionally. <laughs> but, uh, hopefully, we've seen the last of our rock injuries and nothing untoward happens to either of those two players during this weekend's action. Mm-hmm. And speaking of luck, it's time to put our house on some picks for the weekend's action. The final of the buy rounds before we get to a full slate and lots more opportunities to be made. But we've found some angles and it's uh, we've picked the same games, ironically. So we'll work through... Uh, your prop first for tonight's game, Richmond versus Carlton. Yep. I always like going for a game uh, to start off the round. So Richmond-Carlton tonight, I'm going to go for uh, the total points tally to be under the line, which is 155.5, because thanks to our friends at Sportsbet, they're telling us that each of the last six matches at the MCG have gone under the total match points line. So, I mean... It, it, that it could continue tonight, uh, but those sort of runs are bound to end at some point. But, you know, it's been pretty chilly in Melbourne, and I can't really see a, a high-scoring contest between Carlton and Richmond. So I reckon it will go into a seventh game, and uh, we'll probably see a low-scoring game tonight. And for my pick as well, yep. um, I'm, you're right, I am going into that Sydney game. Uh, we spoke about Sydney and Port Adelaide. I reckon the Swans at a dollar ninety, Gordo. Uh, it's hard to look by that. They're, it's a pretty good number. Um, they are slightly f- favourites. I think Port are a dollar ninety four, but um, I'll I'll take Sydney at a dollar ninety all day. There you go. Doing a quick little look through the history section of the Footy Live app for tonight's game between Richmond and Carlton. You'll see that obviously the first game of the year usually opens up quite nicely in the dry conditions of uh, late or early autumn, late summer. But uh, when it comes to the second time bouts, round 14, round 13 onwards, uh, these games get quite close and quite dour. And so that's Richmond 101 for mine. It's it's slippery, it's a bit cold, it's a bit chilly. It becomes that intercept game, it becomes that possession game, it becomes mm-hmm. that uh, territory game that Richmond loves so much. And so I've got Richmond to cover the line. They're flying under the radar. They've covered the line in their last seven matches. They're informed, they're coming, they're creeping, they're doing what the uh, best Richmond sides have done, and so uh, they'll definitely get the chocolates tonight. And then from that Sydney Port Adelaide game for my prop, as I said before in the podcast, Lance Franklin loves playing against Port. He's kicked four goals in each of his last three appearances against Port Adelaide, and uh, he hasn't mind just being a bit of a headline hero this year. 
And so another bag of four. We'll get him in the papers. We'll get him in the, into the Monday podcast as my hero of the week. So I've got him to kick four or more goals at $5.20. Thanks to our friends at Sportsbet. If you double on that, do so responsibly. And uh, that brings us to the end. Slightly truncated podcast for a slightly truncated week, but that's all well and good as the darkness sets on another Thursday night. But uh, thank you, Nikki G, for joining us as always. And we look forward to breaking down another six games of by-round action and uh, previewing a full slate from uh, the final run home to the final series of 2022 uh, on Tuesday and Friday next week. But until then, stay dry, stay warm, and uh, cheer your side home for a drink.